Welcome to the Embodied Business Show. You're with your host today, Case Warwick. And today I'm going to give you a full behind the scenes of how earlier this year I lost my way with money. And I think this is something that so many entrepreneurs deal with and never speak about. Embodied business. Especially when we're known for hitting huge targets, when we're known that for having like, you know, multiple six, seven figure businesses and all these things. I see so often like entrepreneurs who are claiming that they're a seven figure business owner. That's because like 15 years ago, like they had a million dollar business and it's not happening right now. And today I want to talk about the realness of this inside the industry and what my personal experience was just to give some ownership, awareness, and really open up this space. Because here's the thing, business happens in seasons. And those seasons are here to teach you something if you allow yourself to lean all the way fucking into them. And this is what I've deeply found over the years of stepping into business and really allowing myself to be the embodiment of that because so many of us get so carried away with what we should be in business. And I want to highlight something that one of my mentors gave me, and it's the word should. Should is just could with shame attached. Okay, let that land in your body. Because when I first heard that, I was like, fuck me, I am shooting all over the place. I literally is like, should, 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 should do this, should do that, should do this, should do that. And then anytime I didn't get to it, because let's face it, I'm also a mother to a toddler, you know, I'm running a business from home, I'm doing all these other things. I was like, fuck, like when I get to that point of like, I should, okay, there's a story attached to that. And so what I found through my journey with learning how to make more money, learning how to be fully in integrity with that, learning what money desires from me, I had to really start to look at who was I being with money, how was I being with money, and where had I placed money on the pedestal of my life, right? Now, I want to give you a little bit of a backstory here just to give you some insight. Now, I did not grow up with money. When we had money come in, it came in from like an inheritance or it came in in an unethical way. And so my beliefs around money were money was like, you know, evil. It was the devil. It always brought in bad things. I had all these horrible beliefs around money and I never believed it could stay because when we would get money, because my parents weren't, you know, they weren't aware of wealth and that vibration and they had no I guess you know I guess you could say formal training in how to continue to grow your wealth when you get money when we did get big amounts of money it would just go like that and there's a statistic 84 percent of people who win the lottery are within two years they're broker than before they won the lottery and I've seen that play out in my family so many times. Like my dad, he'd had a huge um, claim payment from when he hurt his back when he was younger and all these sorts of things. And, you know, money just never stayed. So for me, I had this belief that it doesn't matter how much you get, you're just constantly going to be struggling. And so fast track into my adulthood, I joined the military. And so once I joined the military, I was like, fuck yeah, I've got so much money. I'm safe. I'm set for the rest of my life. And then boom, injury happens. I'm medically discharged. Can't live my life in the military anymore. And it was something that was I really struggled with, like really, really struggled with. And so I spent like years trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then when I finally figured out I wanted to be in business, this was my work. I had at one point I had three jobs 
plus I was working in network marketing just to get my personal training business off the ground. Now, I was in business for seven years in this personal training company and I got it to the point where it was a six-figure business and I was doing really, really well in the scale of what that was at the time and it was not without work, right? It was not without looking into who I was, who I was being and all those sorts of things. This is what led me down the path of being a coach because I had to start to look at my own money beliefs my entire world changed when I started looking at, okay, if I want to run a successful business, I have to know who I am as a woman and I have to look at what's holding me back in my in my thought processes. So that's what made me study NLP. That's what made me start to go down these roads because I knew that I was the one that was getting in my own fucking way, right? So I had all these beliefs around money and I started doing all this work and I was getting really, really good. Suddenly I meet the love of my life, Abane, right? Like, and obviously there were so many other stories along that timeline that fit in. And But when we first met, when we first got together, it was when I just really started anchoring into the fact that I was the problem, right? Like I just really made that awareness piece land for me that, okay, everything that's happened up until this now moment is a product or a result of every choice that I had made. And so I was like, I get to start making better choices. And so when him and I first got together, one of our really big things was, is like, we wanted to create generational wealth for our family. We wanted our children to know that they didn't have to walk through what we walked through because he had a very similar childhood to mine where just money was hard to come by and it wasn't, it wasn't something that was readily available. And so we were like, I want my offspring, my children to know that money is an ever flowing thing that can just, just come in and it can just land whenever it needs to. And it can flow out and it can flow in and it doesn't matter. We're always going to be okay. But however, my nervous system was wired to always place money somewhere else. My wire, my nervous system did not actually allow the safety of money to land. And so every time I'd start making a lot of money, I found a way to get rid of it really fucking quickly because my wealth set point was like negative $200 in my bank account. (laughs) Full transparency, like this is back in the day, right? It was like really, really bad. And I didn't know how to bridge the gap between like just getting by to actually accumulating wealth. And then so fast track to when we're sitting in these these conversations of our weekly money dates and Urbane's going, yep, we're going to put some money in here. We're going to put money towards this investment. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I was like, fuck, this guy knows what he's talking about with money. (laughs) He's got a vision. He knows how he's going to build this wealth for us. You know, he's got books that he's reading that's like the investor and he's titans of tools and all these things and all these big books that I was like, they're too big for me to read. It's just too much. He was playing in that world and I was like, fuck, this guy's really got a vision for us. And so what I did was I started earning heaps more money because I suddenly felt safe, right? My entire nervous system was like, whatever this man is creating for me, I feel like I finally belong. But with that came a hindrance because I started making all of this money because I was really like radiant all of a sudden. People were like, oh my God, you're so happy. I just want to be around you. And yes, of course, this was a byproduct of being with someone who genuinely made me love and accept myself for who I was. But what was happening was because he was so good at money and he was so good at all these things, I started placing all of my power with him. And so every time I'd earn a bit of money, 
I went back into old patterns of like having to ask for permission, could I spend this? Or like I just give everything over to him and he'd look at me and he'd be like, you don't have to ask for anything. You don't have to ask for permission. You don't have to do this thing. Like what are you talking about? We're in this together. We're a team. This is just as much like we're together. Like you've earned it. I'm just helping us make it make more money. And anyway, so this became a big, I guess, hindrance for us for a while because if I didn't have a great sales month, I'd then put it on him, right? And so because I'd made him the god of money in my mind, right, now any time I had a money problem, it was his fault. And so this became a huge barricade for me up-leveling in my business. And so once I caught that belief system, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to outsource a lot of our money management because we're obviously making enough money now for us to expand and to grow into this space. So I'm going to start outsourcing quite a bit of our money and uh, our money management. So that way we can get clearer eyes on it and we can actually allow ourselves to expand even more. So we went out and got, you know, a trusted one of our um, close friends. He's a financial advisor. So we were like, cool. That this is what we've got going on, like help us out type vibe. And so he then starts advising us and we're setting up all these trust funds and we're setting up all these things to go really well and like expand what we're doing. And we also brought in Alex, the money queen, to start really taking a detailed look on what's happening in the company, where we're losing money, where we could be gaining money, where we could be, you know, really allowing ourselves to solidify our profits and those sorts of things. And what happened then was, now I'd finally taken my power back and I was like, yes, I have a money team. I'm doing all this sort of stuff. But my ego then stepped in, right? And this is what it always did. It was always like finding a way to give someone else the power. And so what I did now was I was like, Alex kept coming in and, you know, we'd have months where it would be like, you know, 50K months, 75K months, 90K months. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. She'd give me the big tick. Fuck yeah, you're doing some really cool shit. This is amazing. I can see the sales in there. They're all legit. There's no write-offs. We're doing really, really well. And then I'd have like a month where it was like I wasn't launching, I wasn't doing anything, and it would be like two grand in sales or four grand in sales or something like that. And she'd just be like, yeah, cool. This is a healthy business. And in my head I'm going, okay, cool, good. She approves of everything that I'm doing. All right. And what happened next? My, like, you'd be like, Casey, how did you do it again? But I literally was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to give all my power, money over to Alex, right? And it was interesting because the minute I started, like, handing all my power over to her, I'm just like, yep, you do it, all yours, not dealing with it. And I started, like, I went back into this old way that I used to be of, like, when Abane first started, when we first started having these conversations around money, I felt sick. I did not like talking about it. My whole body would churn every time it'd be like, you know, how much money did you make this week? I'd be like, I'm not telling you. And I'd like fully freeze and shut down. It took me so long to actually open up to letting him into that space. And I started doing it with her except on the opposite end. I was like, I don't want to go into that space. I don't want to know about what's happening there. And so what was happening was me giving my power away to her. But the interesting thing that happened was I was seeing the result of that in my actual sales figures rocking up, right? So I watched one of my launches. It went from literally 150K launch down to $90,000 launch, right? So that's a 60 grand loss in a power play. And I want to like let this like really land for you right now because when we're talking big figures and stuff like that, people go, oh, yeah, 
you know, it's just big figures. It doesn't really relate to me, but it does, right? Because how many times in your life have you given your power away with money? Oh, yeah, I'll just do that. Just tap the card. Just do this. Just do that. And we're not consciously thinking about it, right? The minute that I was like, whoa, hold on, new level, new devil, I've just fucking given all my power away to Alex again, I was like, okay, cool. Conversation gets to be had with her. I get to clean this up straight away. Anyway, I give her a call and I'm like, okay, have you got five minutes? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm like, I've just noticed something really huge. I love you and I just need to talk into this so I don't fucking do it again because this is the new level for the company. And she was like, all right, spill the beans. What's going on? Um, you know, and I'm talking verbatim here because I can't remember exact word for word that we used. But I was like, I have deeply noticed since you stepping into the money arena and like really like controlling that side of the company, I have given all my power around money to you. So I'm just going to take that back right now because I recognize that I am the one who has created this whole channel for all of this to be alive. So I really get to own my power with money, what I know with money energetics and how I get to play in this world of big figures, big scale, all of those sorts of things. And she was like, fuck yeah, you do. You are doing amazing stuff and you get to really claim this. We get to rise together. And as soon as like that little hype girl was like, fuck yes. Oh my God, this is huge case. Like, I sort of thought this was happening, but I didn't really like allow like allow myself to go there because I, I just loved being in charge and it was really, really cool. And I'm like, well, technically you are in that space, but it's like really owning my place with it. I kid you not. The minute I claim this, I had like four women come into my world within the next couple of days, like signing up for programs and things like that. And I want to just remind you of something really, really, really powerful, right? When we don't allow ourselves to really look at how are we being in power with money? How are we allowing ourselves to land in its full conviction of like, I am the creator? We get to actually like, we can start to create really little leaky holes when we don't look at these things. And these holes, they start getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Now, it's as easy as a decision. It's as easy as, like, flipping back. And, like, if you look back at my last episode, the difference between conviction and commitment, you are going to understand what I'm talking about here. I was doing the thing in business. I was, like, actually doing everything that I wanted to do and being with everything that I wanted to be. However, I wasn't in conviction that I could make it happen. So whilst I was showing up, energetically I wasn't holding it. And so the minute I was like, no, fuck this, I am the creator. I get to hold this. Money just started pouring back in. So I want to remind you today, if right now you're like, I'm really feeling strapped with money, I'm really feeling strapped with cash, and it's one 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 as I'm recording this, okay, so let that land. But if you're feeling those sorts of things, here's what I want you to know. Only you get to be the creator, right? Everything else that's in your world, not one thing has power outside of self. And if there's one thing that I've learned is money works at the command of you. Yes, we play with the energy of the feminine and masculine. But at the end of the day, the masculine is, which is money, right? The masculine is the physical representation of the feminine, which is your creativity. So I want you to come back into the land of what am I here to create? How do I get to be with this? And how can I allow this to enter into my vortex? Because I am the wealthiest version of myself. Let that land, ladies. If today's episode resonated with you, please let me know. I love talking into money. I love talking into different ways in which it's played out for me and different learnings that I've learned around this. So if there's a part of you that's going, 
I really, really want to hit those big months. I really want to like allow myself to step deeper in. I want you to remember that this gets to be the reality for you. If you're right now sitting on these, you know, 1K cash months or a couple grand in your business and you're like, when am I going to get there? It's not about doing more. It's about being who you actually are in your truth. And wealth is your birthright. Let it land. Wealth is your birthright. We have been convinced and governed by fear for years, and now it's time for you to wake up and activate the part of you that actually gets to receive this amount of money. So right now, it's calling you. It's calling you in. You get to welcome it in. You get to be with it. And this is something that we go so incredibly deep on inside embodied business because the wealth energetics are huge. They're the biggest thing at play. Everyone comes into business saying they want to serve, but then the minute they start not being able to serve themselves, business then becomes hard. So we get to make it easy for you. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that, like, you know, I remember years ago when these dips would happen for me, it would be like, oh, my God, I haven't had a client come in for two months and then I would catch it, whereas this was just a very short period of time. And what I noticed was my income dropped just about 10K a month, right? So and that wasn't a very long period at notice, but I, I I watched the data over about six weeks and I was like, hold on a second, something's happening here. Energetically caught it very, very quickly. So right now, my loves, if there's things happening for you in your world that are not landing in the depth and capacity that you want it to do, to, 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 wow, I'm really talking to you. It's time to bring it in and up-level your game. And if you want to work with me on this, get inside my masterminds because we go really deep. Alex works inside these masterminds with me. And so her and I are a force together when we play in this realm. So ladies, gents, understand this. Money will only ever work with your conviction. Remember that. Have a beautiful day. And if this episode resonated with you, share it with your audience, please. If this is something that you believe someone specifically needs to hear, send it to them. And I would love a five-star rating. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Now I have a quick question. Are you looking to step into your next level of leadership inside your business? Right now, applications are open for my exclusive six-month mastermind, Embodied Business. This is the mastermind that this podcast was inspired by and has been running now for years. In this mastermind, I'll be working with you in an intimate setting, covering all the areas of what it takes to step into your own leadership as a CEO, as a woman honoring the relationships in her life, and if you're already there, holding you through motherhood. In this mastermind, we cover the three core pillars of what it takes to truly stand out as the authority in your industry, energetics, strategy, and of course, relationships. I believe everything touches everything and how you show up in your personal life will affect how you show up as a businesswoman. It's time to marry your worlds together and bring harmony to your nervous system. Applications are now open. So if this sounds like you, head on over to www.caseworth.com and book in a call with me to personally see if this mastermind is the right fit for you. Embodied business.